Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 158. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have just one lone bean in the form of Cracker. How's it going mate? Good thanks mate, how are you? Uh, I'm better than well, you I mean, sound. Good, good is a stretch. <laughs> I feel mostly okay. I've got a cold. Thanks, kids from school bringing yep. germs home again. You know what that's like. So yeah, I've got um extra base this this week for <laughs> for your listening pleasure. Because that's exactly what you needed with your <laughs> voice. It, it is. It's definitely the, the way that my voice <laughs> needed to go. It's a shame we're not doing this in the morning because then you get morning vase plus you know like sick voice and it's just uh, it's, it's like Barry White levels of, <laughs> just, of deep. Just this, uh, just a oh, yeah. single time. <laughs> just well, you just go someone the chills, Gregor. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, no announcements this week, so you know you don't get the full you know rundown. But a uh, bunch of stuff to talk about, Shorty. Yeah, lots lots of things to talk about. Uh, I actually made it this week, unlike the previous podcast where we were ready to record and then my power just went out. Yep, <laughs> was pretty good. No reason. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was good fun. But uh, yeah, lots lots of little topics to hit on tonight. Uh, no Chewy, he's uh, in the process of opening the new newly built Heart Hospital in uh, where is that Monash somewhere? Yeah, eastern suburbs, southeast yeah. of Melbourne. And uh, something was flooded, and they're pushing back their opening date or something. I don't know. It just sounded like a it, whole bunch of work. Yeah, yeah. I think the words "absolute disaster" were involved. <laughs> So, yeah. good luck, Chew. We uh, feel sorry for you and wish you were here, buddy. Yep. Uh, and, I, I mean, I haven't heard from Stu for ages, so... That's <laughs> true. assuming I, he's just permanently I, asleep on the couch, so... I hope he's okay. Yep, yep. No, all good. But, uh, yes, we will uh, we will get you through this episode tonight, and hopefully it's a good one with lots of good things for you to get out of it. But before we get into any of that, Cracker, who are our awesome sponsors? Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. We talk about them every week, but they're back again supporting us with our tournament series, which has just kicked off this week. Uh, but Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar are a Facebook auction page. They have nightly auctions of physical magic cards, and they have uh, Win It Now lots where you can just go in and say mine, and you can get really, really good prices on individual cards or like play sets of cards, particularly at the moment. Pat's got stacks and stacks of cards from one up there, all the million different variants of things, which is cool. Uh, and yeah, you can just go bid on other cards during the week and they've got premium auctions on the weekend. So go check them out, jpmtgbazaar.com. And when you do win an auction, let them know the bean sent you. Very good. All right. So after seeing as we've switched to this like fortnightly or gone back to fortnightly episodes, it's mm. like, oh, <laughs> we've got to talk about the things that happened in the last few weeks and uh, you kind of <laughs> forget, forget what they were. So pre-release. We, did, we, we went and pre-release, Cracker. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. A, do you know what I remember about? No, no. <laughs> I remember that it was, I was home by the time we used to start pre-releases. Yes, yes. Oh, midnight. It was fantastic. It was so nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we went down to Games Portal uh, in Ringwood, which we is our local game shop. And, uh, and it, yeah, it we, was packed. It was the busiest I've ever seen it. Yeah. I have it actually was, heard from a, a few people around and, and different podcasts and stuff that for some reason this pre-release was just big everywhere. I, I don't know if it was hype for the set or if it's just people have, you know, hit the same sort of point of us where it's like, yep, you know, I need to get back to playing Paper Magic. We're sort of we're all over being locked down and all that sort of stuff. Let's let's get back into it or what. But yeah, everywhere was being packed for their pre-releases, which is cool. So one thing that I had with my second round opponent, she had been playing for like four months and had only ever played on Arena. Yeah, and so like this same. was the yep. the first time she'd ever like played a pre-release or like a physical, you know, games. And she's when, you know, she beat me <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in the first game or the second game. Um, she's like, oh, that's the first time I've ever won a game of Paper Magic. And I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. So I was really happy for yeah. for her and to play. It was it was just a really, I mean, and it's a pretty- crushed her soul. No, 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 I didn't. It went to time. So I scooped because I wanted oh, nice. to let her have the, the match win. Um, yep. She also had a Kyra on board and I was probably just dead to it if it, the game played out. But, yeah, um, yeah. No, it was good. It was, pre-release is always fun, man. Like, it's just always yep. such a good time. Yep. Yeah, my uh, my round one opponent was Lyndon from our Discord, who is mm-hmm. not a new player. <laughs> he is not. Stretch of the imagination. Nope. nope. And How'd uh, that go? yeah, uh, well, we we played three games, so that was okay. uh, I took took him to three, but he he did defeat me. But it was quite interesting sitting down opposite him, and he rolls out his 
2020 Magic Beans Invitational it's playmat, so and it's like, oh, so you've got good. you've got me on your playmat. That's <laughs> that's cool. And then he crushed me. And then his yeah. second round, he played Chewy, uh, yeah. and then crushed him. So yeah. uh, he was just like t- ticking the beans off of his playmat, which is uh, yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> Imagine that. And the next time you sit down, he's just got giant red crosses through yeah, the faces yeah, yeah. of that's the defeated beans. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, so do we have to sign like over us to say, yep, you've you've beaten us, and you got to collect them all? Ah, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yep. But no, it was good fun. Uh, you you and Chewie predicted my evening very, very accurately on we the previous did. podcast. Yep. Yep. You said and that I would open absolute garbage, which I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really did. And yep. then somehow I would win matches with it, which I did. So yep. Yep. No, no, it's, it's nice to know that some things in the universe are consistent. Chewie yes. and I actually sat on the opposite side of the room just to get as far away from your um, <laughs> curse as we could. And both of us opened Elish Norns. In fact, nice. the people sat- Next to us, both open Elish Norns as well. Yeah, so that was four weird. Of us, it was very strange. Like yep. They all pulled them and I was like, oh, it must be my turn. My last pack pulled it out. I was like, oh, here it is. It was yeah. like hilarious. I didn't play yep. it. I didn't have any other good white cards. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I had yeah Chris sitting next to me who opened a, a Nissa and a Luca and then Stu sitting opposite me who also opened a Luca and then mm-hmm. I- Basically had zero playable rares. <laughs> My mythic was an all be- all will be one with no like oil counter support yeah. or anything. Like that. It was just like oh, goodness me. Anyway, good good fun, but yeah, great night and awesome to be back doing pre releases. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get out to some more for upcoming sets. There's always yeah. magic sets coming out, Cracker. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I, there's always a set coming out. It, it feels like they've really just slowed down the pace <laughs> of. Um, <laughs> I can't finish that sentence. Anyway. No, you can't. <laughs> slowed okay. down the pace of gaps in between sets, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, and they've slowed it down to there is no gap between yeah, yeah, preview exactly. seasons of one set or another or yep. secret layers or, or whatever. Did you know, Cracker, that oh. you can get a magic love sack now? I, d- I did see that. <laughs> if you know what that is. <laughs> I did see it. Just It's... It, am I right? It's, it's just bag, a beanbag, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah, a okay. beanbag, yes. Did yeah. you see how much it was? Uh, like 900 bucks or something stupid? Yes, it was just under $1,000. Wow, yep. And yep. I was looking at some of that. It is it is literally a giant beanbag with artwork of magic cards on it. Yep. And they weren't even like classic artworks. Like I saw Dream Trawler on there like four times. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that card was good, but like, give me- Lotus and Mox and like yeah, Power Nine yeah. and stuff like at least make it feel like it's worth a thousand dollars. Not yep. this card that was good in standard for three months two years ago. I wonder if they actually ship it to you like with the beans. In no, it. of course not. How would they do that? <laughs> well, maybe that's why uh, it's a thousand bucks, including shipping, because we've yeah, got to yeah. ship over all these little polystyrene <laughs> balls everywhere. <laughs> have, have you ever filled up a beanbag? Oh yeah, it's, it's a, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yep, yep. It always ends with. Little polystyrene balls all through the house. So. Got to do it in the bathtub, mate. That's the I did, yeah. I did, I did in the bathtub the last time, but yeah, it's still they still managed to escape because yeah, they, they just yeah. like static to everything, and mm-hmm. it's like oh, now they're getting all over the place. And then you got to use the vacuum cleaner, and then you clog up your vacuum cleaner, and yeah, it's just it's a nightmare. So this is the content people tune in for. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get okay. back on track. So uh, you guys mentioned it on the podcast the last time a fortnight yes. ago. I can't. I can't. I'm still in the habit of saying last week, but it's not. It's a fortnight ago. Uh, this weekend, we have a pro tour, a genuine, real-life, actual mm-hmm. paper, f- officially labelled as a pro tour, pro tour. A yep. PT. It's back. A P- PT Philly. Yeah. So, we we, um, we spoke about it when they first announced it, what, like a year ago or something like that. I, I don't know. It was, mm-hmm. was ages ago. But, yeah, we've got Magic Con Philly. So, they had a Magic Con. That was the Vegas Magic Con last year sometime, yep. I think. That's the one. Uh, you know, it was a mag- massive event. It was, you know, convention style with side events and command zones and uh, cosplay contests with gift vouchers for prizes and <laughs> all that sort of controversy, controversial stuff. But, uh, yeah, ma- massive event. And But the last one they didn't – they had a main event, a sort of a main event, but not a pro to a level event. And this time it's an actual genuine PT. So this is the first yeah. pro tour in about three years. The last time we had a high-level paper event was Worlds in February 2020. So, so 
in February 2020. So that means the last actual PT was like the end of 2019. Yeah, it was, was before that, yes. So it's like three wow. and a bit years since a PT, and then there was Worlds in February that's, 2020. That's insane. Yeah. Obviously, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I mean, you know, COVID and stuff. T- time makes everything so wibbly wobbly at the moment. So, like, yes, yes. But that's when you put it out like that, it feels like such a long time ago. Yeah, J Mud will be very happy that you just used that phrase. That's a, oh, yeah. Don't do phrase. Timey Yeah, he was very proud. I caught up with J Mud last weekend. I think he had me over for dinner, which was very nice. And uh, he was very, very excited and proud to show me his ridiculous Doctor Who novel collection. He owns oh, really? every single Doctor Who really? that has been released, the the novel books, which goes back wow. to like, you know, the 60s or, or yeah. whatever. And some of them are, you know, old and trashed and some of them are really old and in plastic slips <laughs> like magic cards and oh, wow, things okay. like that. But uh, yeah, he's, he, that was his COVID thing to help keep him sane was tracking them all down and collecting them. So he was, oh, he was that's very cool. That. Yep. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, hit, hit J-Mart up and he's, uh, he's right into it. But uh, we're, getting, we're getting on tangents. Chewie's not here and we're just going all, all sorts of off tracks. This is bad. So, Pioneer. Pro Tour. Yep. So, the, the Pro Tour is Pioneer. That is the main constructed format. But this is like normal, regular Pro Tour format where they're drafting. Mm-hmm. You know, two, two days of Swiss rounds as each day starts with three rounds of draft. And then they're playing, what is it, like seven or eight rounds or something like that of six rounds? Six rounds. I think it's six, six rounds of Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And then the next day they come back, they draft again. Three rounds of draft, and then five or six rounds of uh, of pioneer again. Cut the top eight, and then play the top eight the next day. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Mm. Five hundred grand prize pool, which is massive compared to the pro tours of old. I think the they used to be twenty five or f- yeah, forty. Yeah, like I think they got first, up to first prize was maybe ten grand if you were lucky. Yeah. So, 500 grand prize pool is massive. There's obviously a bunch of world's qualifications and, and all that sort of stuff that, that goes along with it as well. And this is sort of the start of that new pyramid system. Do you remember we spoke about the I do. adjusted match points or something along those Ooh. lines where they take you know your last three results and you get points based on your match points and things like that. And it, basically, it's the way to chain events together. Okay, so when I said I remember, I remember pictures of pyramids. <laughs> There's a pyramid, yes. There is a pyramid. And we talked about being OP and yes. that Huey was heading it up. Yes. That yes. is the extent of my memory. Because <laughs> everything then, else beyond that is not relevant to us. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah, there yeah. were ways to get invites into- Oh, there was, there was like fractional invites for placements based on- like arena opens and stuff like that. And anyway, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Because this yep. is going to be cool. I, they, this will be a good show. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to this. It's. Uh, we were t- sort of talking before the podcast that some of the podcasts that we listen to have mm. specifically been not talking about Pioneer because they don't want to give things away. And this Ooh, is something we haven't. Tank. Yeah, we haven't had this in ages. This is what we used to get all the time. You would have a pro tour coming up. The pros would stop talking about the formats that it was going to be, and they would get houses together. And, mm-hmm. you know, get testing teams together and, and all that sort of stuff. And they'd go and stay together and they would be drafting flat out for a week and then, you know, trying to break the format in the, the constructed format, all that sort of thing. And then you would see the Pro Tour and the, and you, you wouldn't get deck lists until, like, you, until you saw it on coverage. And it's like, oh, what is this deck? And you, you'd get some spicy, you know, deck breakdowns and, and things like that on, on stream. Yep. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And you get to see the metagame shape out. You start to see a metagame breakdown, all that sort of thing. And then after the event, you get top eight deck list and all that. And it's like, oh, man, this is, this is cool. And, that, and it sets the format. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it defines a metagame for the format. And we haven't had that for so long. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking cool. forward to it because you used to see like the, the metagame breakdown and there'd be some name for a deck that you're just like, what is that? Yeah. Like, what is Esper Dragons? Like, yep. what does that include? Like, you know, like there's these decks that just kind of spring to mind that came out of nowhere and just crushed. So, <laughs> I'm really hoping- Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, True. yeah. So, yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, and like if you're a hashtag MTG finance person, the Pro Tour is actually really cool because if you could identify the the decks that were looking like they were going to be strong early on, mm-hmm. you could quickly snap up, you know, jump on eBay and jump on TCG Player and things like that and quickly snap up a bunch of the rares that are still super cheap because they would 
spike. I, I don't know if that's going to happen these days with the way Paper Magic is, but they would spike in price and then you could resell them, you know, the week after the Pro Tour when everyone's trying to get those decks to play them in their own tournaments and things. So that's pretty cool. And yeah, just getting to see what the pros can come up with. Because, mm. yeah, we, we just haven't had that, you, you know. No, but there hasn't been incentive to. No, no. You know, people have been testing in groups on through Discord and all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. this is the, really the first time that like I know of pros who have flown to Philly a week or so early, which mm-hmm. yeah, would have been interesting to be in Philly <laughs> after oh. the Super Bowl last week. Sorry, Pat. Uh, I think there was a few people saying, oh, yeah, I, I hope that. Our hotel doesn't get trashed. And yeah, yeah. I, I saw people <laughs> saying, I'm really disappointed. I was hoping for happy rights, not angry rights, yeah. but it looks like <laughs> yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But actually, like, dedicating a week to two weeks in a hotel in another country to hardcore mm-hmm. test is, yeah, is something that we just haven't had for ages. And it it really is cool and exciting that that is uh, something that's viable again and something that the pros feel is worthwhile for the organised play system. So, yeah, for sure. I, I yep. always loved seeing, like, the different teams seeing formats differently. So you would have, like, Team Channel Fireball who would come up with their take on the format and then you'd have, like, Team Cardholder or Ultimate Guard or whoever it was, you know, like one of the other big teams. Uh, East-West Bowl and those kinds of guys, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They would see the format differently and they would build like a totally different deck and seeing how they played out against each other is always really cool because you, you end up in this kind of insular environment, even though there's a huge amount of information that they're gathering and learning, it, it feeds off the information they already have. And if someone's yeah. coming at it from a slightly different starting point, they can end up in wildly different places, which is brilliant to see. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you get there's always those teams where it's like we've come up with this deck and it's it's the best deck, and then they go and play and it's it just sucks. And then you hear things from them afterwards, and they're like, ah, yeah, you know, our our uh, insular testing just got so we just went around in circles so much that our information we were feeding back into it was pointing us in the wrong direction <laughs> and we've just completely missed something and yeah. just bombed out and then yeah like exactly like i said you get then you get the total opposite where someone's come at it from a different direction you get the same with draft actually because they spend quite yeah, a lot of time drafting they're really like going real deep on the format and trying to mm-hmm. break the format and trying to find okay what's what's the deck where we can just hard force this deck this archetype mm-hmm. and you know if they can find that if if, if they can break that deck and go look this deck doesn't, you know, on the surface, it, this deck isn't a, an obvious archetype or, or a synergy or something like that that, that people are going to see, but we've found it and it is just super powerful. And then that means that they can go into a draft pod and it's likely that it's going to be open. They can just force it for every draft and then just absolutely smash it. And then you see that, you see day one that happen and then day two, the draft metagame shifts because <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of a sudden people are like, oh, hang on, these teams that did really well yesterday were all drafting this. And mm-hmm. then that changes the draft meta as well. So yeah. the, the draft coverage is always pretty boring. I, know, I never watch the draft coverage because it's just I – mean, some yeah. people are super into limited and, and whatever, and that's that's fine. But it's just not that exciting. And the game It's hard to do because you've, you've, you've got to like follow a player kind of all the way through. And that's yeah. tough to do because you want to follow winners, but you can't predict who's going to be a winner when they sit down at the pod. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. So, yeah, that starts – this weekend, so it's actually mm-hmm. coverage starts uh, Saturday, 3 a.m. Melbourne time for us, and we'll run you know through the day, and then usually they put it, like as soon as the coverage ends, they just put it on as a replay, so you, then you can watch it live again from, you know, like 10 or 11 a.m. or something on the Saturday, so, and then watch that, you know, into the evening, that sort of thing, and then we'd same thing on the Sunday, and then usually get the top eight that kicks off at, yeah, like, I don't know, at some point it's like... It's it's normally on when I'm like driving to work and it's mm-hmm. partway through. So yeah, it must kick off early in the morning again and then usually wraps up about nine or 10 o'clock or something like that. So yeah, good coverage. It'll be interesting to see because they haven't done paper coverage for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Is it going to be the same coverage we used to get that was pretty full on? Or is it going to be a scale back version? Or is there going to be new stuff? Like we, we don't know what we're going to get. So this will be the first time we're going to see that and- you know, Wizards have had came out and said we're not going to cover the regional championships. We're not going to cover any of that sort of stuff. It's just going to be Pro Tours and Worlds, and that's it. So hopefully, that means any budget that they would have had for those things, they're putting into their Pro Tour and Worlds coverage, and they're you know going to go next level, which would be pretty sweet. 
be awesome. Either way, I'll be trying to tune into as much of this as I can because I'm, yeah, I'm quite a fan of Pioneer. So looking forward to seeing the format and, yeah, just looking forward to seeing high-level paper magic, which will be good. Yeah. So should we have a quick look at the Pioneer meta? We were sort of saying before, like, you know, we can have a bit of a look at the meta and, and give people a little bit of an idea of what's going on, but it's likely going to change after this weekend. But at least yes. you have a bit of an idea of, you know, sort of the decks decks to expect. So what are the, like, just give us a quick run through on, a, like, the deck names of, you know, the top top lists that we've got in the Pioneer meta at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they've been pretty stationary for a while now. So it feels like they've been tweaks and changes, but it's it feels like the meta's been pretty set. So we've got, like, Rakdos Midrange, um, Mono Green, Nykthos Ramp, Blue White Control, Hidden Strings, so Lotus Field Combo, Gruel Midrange, then there's Selesnia Angels, Monoite Humans, Is It Phoenix, and then somewhere down a few more is Creativity, because I've been told I have to mention that deck. Because <laughs> it's the best deck and it's <laughs> the most it's fun the to play. <laughs> it, no surprises in that list. No, they're all decks that we've been seeing for six months. months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we played them in Sydney, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah Sydney. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that we're going to start seeing a few more cards. And it's, it's tricky because we're looking at like, you know, Goldfish, which does a pretty good job of, you know, collating information, but it's not perfect. And it's it's like aggregate lists or, you know, like a list that did well in a, a particular event. So it, there's not necessarily like the most innovation because, you know, they don't necessarily have all the man hours behind the decks to do that. So like looking at this Rakdos midrange deck, there's just kind of nothing new. Which is a bit sad. Got, got some new lands in there, Cracker. What are they? It does. They're called a Black Cleave Cliffs. Yes. I opened one of those at the pre-release. It was um, yeah. not very good. <laughs> no, it's not what you want in your rare slot it's, for. It's a not really. I did play it. <laughs> oh, nice. But um, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, this is this is the the Blood Tithe Harvester, you know, Bone Crusher, Croxa, yep. Shieldreds. Now, red, I guess black, is the the new tech. value. Yep. Fable Thoughtseize. Removal spells. I don't know what else there is to say about this. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think, like, the other point to make, which you were sort of saying before, like, the pros have stopped playing Magic mm-hmm. Online and things like that. And, and often what they do is the the lists that usually get published from Magic Online are the lists that go 5-0 in, mm-hmm. in leagues and things like that. So, you get a lot of pros that when they're testing decks, they they just can, if they go 4-0 in a league, they just concede so that- yep their lists don't get published or they're testing under false accounts and you know all that all that sort of thing dummy accounts and things so that people don't see what they're what they're testing so yeah it's hard to see a, a, an accurate snapshot of what we're going to be seeing this weekend but there's going to be Rakdos midrange in some sort of version there, there may be a few new yeah. cards that get thrown in there and, and numbers that get juggled a bit but it's going to be pretty similar to this sort of stuff just red black value Grind people out, kill their creatures, mess with their hand, yeah, and just value value you out of the game. That's that's what the the Rakdos deck does. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess you know, like looking at Pioneer as a larger format, it's always much harder for a single set to upend the whole thing, right? Like you you don't have the density of powerful cards in a single set to redefine everything most of the time. Yeah, there's all, there, there can be exceptions to that, but you know, like to say that we're not going to have a Rakdos deck with Sheldreds and Fables and Thoughtseizes is just like, I mean, that's the the core engine of the the deck, right? Like that's kind of the things you're trying to do. So yeah, it's it's going to be a ten plus percent deck in the field. At, yeah, at correct. But in terms of the seventy five that we're looking at, if it was seventy of the same cards, I wouldn't be surprised. No. You know, no. like there'll there'll be sideboard choices that you know always shift based on what people expect. And maybe we'll see some, you know, Sheldred's edicts and things like that and you know, a few other things that are, are new, but it, it'll be random incremental upgrades. And especially with the next deck, which is Monogreen Ramp. Because <laughs> yes. this engine is just stupid. We've talked about it a bunch of times and there's actually, I did see a couple of new cards in here, Shorty. It's got Bloated Contaminator. <laughs> I did I did see that. Which is uh, two and a green for a 4-4. Four, four, and it's got Trample and Toxic 1. And it says, whenever Bloated Contaminator deals combat damage to a player, proliferate. Which means you get extra activations out of your Kioras because you can only minus it. It lets you pump your Khans. You know, there's, there's a few different things there. Actually, that's just kind of it, isn't it? It's just those two things. But it's also just, it's another three mana 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, it's like the deck has 
the deck's always tuning its sideboard because it's a Carnley Great Creator deck. Yes. It's always changing, you know, the, the different cards that it's got in there and, and a few... Like it's it picked up Haywire Might from Brothers War, which was a and yeah, kind of an auto and, inclusion. And um, but yeah, yeah, Cityscape Lever. And another one that it picked up is the Stone Brain, which works mm-hmm. really well with Khan as well, because you the Stone Brain is two mana and then it's two tap, exile the Stone Brain, choose a card name, search target opponent's graveyard, handle library for up to four cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles then draws a card for each card exiled, blah, 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 that sort of thing. But the main thing with this is the Stone Brain exiles itself as part of this ability, mm-hmm. and then you can just get it from exile again with Khan. <laughs> so, Seems Yeah, fair. so you can just keep reusing it every turn, like for playing, playing it and activating on the same turn is quite easy, and then you can just mm-hmm. get it back again and do it again and just destroy your opponent's game plan. So Yeah. Yeah, like I'm still of the opinion that I think Khan should be banned and if this deck has any sort of reasonable performance or either either reasonable performance on the weekend or horrible gameplay on camera because this is a yeah. deck that ha- still has the, you know, Chain Veil, Pestilent Cauldron, mm-hmm. whatever the weird combo is from its sideboard that takes ages to win. If we start seeing a lot of that on camera, I think that could be enough for them to go, okay, you know what, Khan is definitely a problem and ban it because yep. it's just it's just painful to play. I mean, this deck, I don't know if, like, I've, I've been playing a little bit of Explorer over the last couple of weeks and, and mm-hmm. this list is basically all on Explorer except for, I think, Oath of Nyssa. Mm-hmm. Everything else is there. And the amount of times it just goes... Play a Nykthos, tap Nykthos for five mana, storm the festival, hit another Nykthos and, you know, something else, put those into play, float more mana, do the same, like flashback storm the festival. Like sometimes they're casting storm the festival like three times in a turn. And it's just, it's just stupid. (laughs) It it really is. It it breaks some fundamental rules of magic around how much mana you should have access to. Yeah. Yeah. So So it's, it is pretty strong. Without mm-hmm. having Khan and all the ridiculous things that that Khan's doing, so I think even if you took that out, it it would be one of those decks where it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we've just freed up our whole sideboard and four slots from Khan, so now we can just yeah. put in, you know, we'll just fill the rest of the Seeker's Chariots or something like yeah, that. Yeah, correct. You just like, what's the biggest green creature? Like you, you cast the new Tyrannorex or whatever it's called, right? Like maybe yeah, that's your yeah, top you probably don't want that. No, you want you want things you can hit off Storm the Festival, so they're going to be yeah, five but- or less. Maybe, but then you can just cast like hasty infecty eight eights and yeah, yeah. hexproof yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But yes, <laughs> anyway, we will see a bunch of this. Yep. And the the engine is too strong to change fundamentally, so there'll be again tweaks, but that's kind of all I'd expect. Yeah. Yep. The blue white control, blue white control's been around in forever in any in some sort of version mm-hmm. in in uh, Pioneer, and yeah, basically just changes its counter spells and removal spells to sort of go against the uh, the metagame that's predicting. Uh, yep. I would assume that this list would probably pick up some number of the new Eternal Wanderer. Uh, the list we're looking at has four Wandering Emperors and three Teferi Hero of Dominarias. I would assume they would probably pick up some Eternal Wanderers as well because that, that card seems quite strong. But I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a blue-white control player. so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a lot of this because the metagame will be unknown. So... It's it can be hard to build the counter suite and the interaction suite properly without knowing what you're coming against. Yeah. So control decks tend not to be great at the start of formats. I know we've said this a bunch of times, but you know, this is effectively the start of a new format, right? And we've we've just had a set drop and you know, there's a lot of pressure for people to find new innovation and to know whether Jawari Disruption is a good card or, you know, like Teferi Hero of Dominaria is the finisher you need, like Maybe it needs to be, you know, Holebreaker Horror or something like that. Like there are there are other top ends that you can go to that you don't know what that needs to be yet. So there'll be some stalwarts who play this because it's control and that's their thing. Look at you, Nassif. Um <laughs> But, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't massively represented. No, and it's, it is pretty rare for control to be a highly represented deck mm-hmm. in, in any meta. Like it, it just kind of isn't. If 
if control is the top deck in a meta, then you're more likely to see way more aggro <laughs> than you mm-hmm. are of control. And yes, yes there might sure. still be a decent representation of control, but you're going to get more people going, well, heaps of people are going to play control, so we're just going to get under them and, and just play aggro. So, yep. Yep. yeah, that's kind of the way it goes. The Lo- Lotus Field deck hasn't really changed. I don't think we've spoken about this deck before. It's the yep. Yep. crazy combo with your... Uh, uh, what's it called? Thespian Lotus stages field. and Lotus yep. Fields and... Yeah, Emergent just, ultimatums uh, and eventually yep. just casting Omniscience and winning through Approach to the Second Sun out yep. of the, the sideboard. Still um, randomly is a Karma in the sideboard. <laughs> it's, it's good against the aggro decks. Yep. It's, it's kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just can't get to Approach because of Thalia. <laughs> or, yes, actually, that's, yeah. not, that's not true because, like, yeah, anyway. There, there are times. I don't know. You need random. It's a wishboard, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got the Masterminds Acquisition and what's the other one? Beholder Beyond? No. No, nope, Beholder Beyond is Search Deck. Uh, some, some of them have actually just cut back to Masterminds Acquisition. The other one is the split card, the Fae of Wishes. You'll see in different lists as well. Ah, yes. Yeah. But I don't know that the one we've got on screen no, has that in it. Yeah, just as the one Masterminds acquisition, which is interesting. Yeah, because you can rebuy with Barlicket Recoveries yep. and stuff like that. There's a bunch of different ways to to get it back. Or Leah, there's there's a lot of different ways where you can do that. Um, this deck is really strong. If you don't interact with it, it will just kind of crush. What's the earliest that this deck can win? Like, is it is it a turn three nah. win or it's slower than that? Yeah, turn four. Okay. I mean, like, I think there's probably like a magical Christmas land turn three, but um, you've got to go, what, like, Grazer turn one, put in two lands, Grazer, Grazer turn two, I think, to put in like Lotus Field plus stage, and then you have some untap effects on turn three and go off. I think I think you'd have to have that kind of setup. Yeah. Because okay. you can't play Lotus Field earlier than turn two, and then you'll have a Lotus Field in play and nothing to do with it. So. Yeah. Turn, turn three, you can start untapping, assuming you've have had like a, a grazer as an accelerant or whatever. So, yeah, t- turn three, uh, turn four is pretty comfortable, and five is just like easy mode most yep. of the time. Yep, not a deck that I'm interested in playing, but I've heard I've heard some people saying like this is the deck that you should be playing. Like, why would you play anything else if if people don't interact with you? Which mm-hmm. There's not a huge amount of interaction. Uh, you just win. So, But then I've heard other people saying that it's not so good. So I don't know. You, you've played this deck a bit. You played it on stream and yeah. it, it does seem strong, but uh, I'll pass on it. Too, too much big brain It's hard. Stuff. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, it, the, the combo isn't necessarily hard to work through. Like it's a lot of game actions and just – you know, knowing the steps, the, but the targets are mostly the same and that sort of thing. But knowing the critical turn to go off and how much resource you have to go off with is the, the difficult part there. It's like, can I buy one more turn against this aggro deck or this mid-range deck to, you know, like guarantee the win or, you know, like that sort of stuff that you have to kind of work around. So it requires a bit of format knowledge as well. Yep. Well, if you don't want to do too much thinking, you can play Gruel mid-range. I sure can. <laughs> Chewie loves this deck. <laughs> he, he does, and uh, the list we're looking at actually has one of the new Lucas in it. Yeah, uh, sure. Luca, Luca bound to ruin. So, but yeah, it's just mana dorks, scoozers, werewolf pack leaders, bone crushers, love struck beasts, reckless storm seekers, chariots, mm-hmm. sky sovereigns. Just put dudes on the field and attack. Turn them sideways, and uh, yeah, get in there. It seems kind of wild to me that they don't go up to Questing Beast. I, I was literally about to say, I was trying to think of the name. I was like, it seems weird that there's no Questing Beast in here. But, I mean, yeah. all the creatures are three or less. I Except guess you're wanting to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Chariots are not a creature when it enters well, the battlefield. It's, it's, but it's three creatures. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's why. You're, just, you're wanting to make sure your creatures are... You know, you want to be going turn one, Mana Dork, turn two beefy creature ideally mm-hmm. and if you're if you're not doing that you've you do have a couple of two drops and stomps and things like that but yeah i guess that's kind of your your ideal curve yeah for sure and and this is the sort of thing where i can see like um the four four we were talking about before maybe that finds a way in here yeah yep yeah questing beast just seems i mean even in the sideboard just put some questing beast in there somewhere that, that card's just crazy uh, have you seen so, how much text is on that card yeah, it's so good against control yeah it's yeah. it's nuts. Anyway, um, yeah, there's some. Uh, I expect we'll see maybe some thrones and things come into this 
now if people are concerned about, you know, um, counter spells and things like that, you know, some uncountable annoying threats to deal with. It seemed like there's a few different options that Green picked up in one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then the rest of the decks that you mentioned, you know, Selesnia, Selesnia Angels haven't really seen much change in that. It's your, just your Cocos and your Angels that we've seen in, in mm-hmm. Standard and uh, Explorer as well. Mono White Humans, just Mono White Beaters with uh, your various versions of uh, Thalia, Phoenix, Bin Chickens. We all know what that's about. We sure do. Yep. Rakdos Sacrifice, just putting cats in the ovens. Everyone everyone loves doing that sort of thing. And then, yeah, a bunch of other different things from there. Um, the big one that's seen the like the hugest drop-off is Greasefang. Greasefang was mm. just a huge part of the Pioneer metagame for ages. And then it just, like even by the time we went to Sydney, it was just kind of nowhere to be seen. I think you were you were meant to play it. and then I you, was. <laughs> you ended up playing Lotus Hill accidentally. I did, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the wrong deck box. It's fine. Yep, yep. Everything's. Um, this deck is actually still really strong. It is, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those decks where if people aren't prepared for it or they forget about it, then mm-hmm. they just get you know turn three Parhelion and it's like, oh well, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make the the dredge yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's it's not. But yeah, it's a graveyard deck if you don't respect it. Um, there will be a window where this is the best deck for a tournament and it will crush. And then the following week, it will be the worst deck because everyone will pack their Soul Guide Latins and things like that and you'll just get smoked. So Yeah, yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this to see if people can come up with something cool and new because for me, mm-hmm. Pioneer is in that pre-Modern Horizons version mm-hmm. of Modern where it was like, here's a meta game of like 10 decks that are tier one, tier two, you know, top decks that you can show up to a tournament and no one's going to say, oh, why are you playing that deck? And then below that, there's like 50 decks <laughs> that on any given weekend could be the deck to play or people can just not account for it and you can just turn up and, and absolutely crush. And, you know, you get all your different random, your your, your mills and, and your... Well, just like spirits. Like that was top of the metagame <laughs> yeah, for a spirits. while, right? Like yeah, bad wow. spirits. Just... Yep. Nowhere to be seen. So yeah. th- there's there's definitely things that yeah can just yep. come out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, well, the last I think we watched. Well, I watched one of the legacy, not legacy is in the format. Legacy is in the tournament organizer company mm-hmm. uh, pioneer things, and there was the Karuga fires lists that were yeah, yep, just kind of going off. And yeah, oh, there was another one. I can't remember what it was called, but another yeah, sort of weird comboy uh, deck. The yeah, a few a few different things, but. There's the uh, Bergy. There's like a Bergy combo deck that you can play with yeah, uh, Grinning grin um, Ignis and all that sort of thing. Like, there's, there's just heaps of random stuff. I mean, I remember when we first started playing Pioneer, there was Black White Auras. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, now there's a Green White Auras. Uh, Plunksy actually played that when we're, when we're in Sydney. There was the Scissors deck, like the Insole Artifacts. Yeah, Insole Artifacts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Like, there's, there's just heaps of stuff. There's actually a Hammer Time deck you can play in yep. <laughs> Pioneer as well. Yep, so there sure is. Uh, yeah, And Rogues, like, a, you know, there was like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's heaps of different stuff you could do. Yep. So, so yeah, re- really looking forward to this. Hopefully, we see some spice come out of this weekend. Hopefully, it's not just Monogreen. Because Monogreen yeah, mirrors are miserable. They are. And so, same with Rakdos. If it's just, if, if yeah. what we see from the meta is like... 70% of the meta is Rakdos, Nykthos, Ramp, and Azorius Control. Man, that's going to be a boring tournament to watch. Yeah, I won't be I'm sure that. somebody out there will be going, oh, this is amazing. It's just grind fest all the time, and I will be tuning out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the level of skill is always worth tuning yes, for. Yeah. Like the- yeah, like Wizards generally does a pretty good job of having on, or they were previously on, having on coverage like four matches at the same time, mm-hmm. and they can pick- the, the couple of spicy lists and things like that, and then have some backup matches of the you know the pros that you want to see and, and things like that. So yeah, should should be okay. But sometimes it gets to a point in the tournament where it's like, ah, well, the only decks we could watch are these decks because that's all there is. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But I'm definitely looking forward to that. Shall we move on to standard? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So. As you mentioned earlier, Cracker, our first league for the year has kicked off. So we will do a quick recap on the instructions for that league at the end of this. So if you're not interested in a league, you can tune out at that point. That That is fine. We, we will understand. No. But you uh, got to stay to the end. <laughs> that's the real loyal listeners. That's listen it. all the way to the end. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, st- this league is standard. So 
How much standard have you played oh, recently, Cracker? Just heaps of zero games. <laughs> so I've I've been waiting. So I, I I think how about you, Shorty? How much have you played? Well, I have not played standard since my last league match in whenever that was, November last year. <laughs> yeah, possibly October. <laughs> but anyway, um, I tend to have as having been bitten by the rushing in early bug. By the Judith. <laughs> Correct. Bitten by Judith, Judith yeah. Yeah, Judas and Blood Crips. Um, yeah, I, I like to sit back and wait and yes. wait until someone builds a decent Delver deck and then we'll build that. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's never happened. But I'm just like, one day someone's going to build me a deck that looks fun. Yeah, um, it looks like standard is same as Pioneer, right? Where there's some powerful cards that have been upgrades for the existing archetypes, but it hasn't been flipped on its head. It feels pretty safe to say. Yeah, I mean, like we've got Insanity in our Discord who in the first week was like, ah, yeah, I've, I've been playing Mono Black and I just added in, you know, some Sheldred's Edicts and that's it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've just gone 15 and 1 in Mythic and uh, I'm now mm-hmm. ranked like, 30 or something like that so it's like oh okay yep. i guess i guess mono black's still good then uh yeah I, I same sort of thing i haven't heard a lot of people talking about standards so it's a bit hard to know what's happening but it seems like yeah exactly like i said decks have had a couple of cards upgrades but there hasn't really been new archetypes shaking out and it's which is kind there's, of a good thing there's a couple there's a couple bad. though yeah, yeah agreed it would be nice to see that like i think there was some hope that maybe there'd be like a really cool um, proliferate deck or yep. like an oil deck or even a poison. Like, you know, they're obviously green, you know, Rot Priest and, and that sort of stuff has got some really pushed poison effects, but it just doesn't seem like there's any of that kind of happening. And and I thought maybe there'd be um, like a mono blue, not, not mono blue, but like a Demir kind of control deck where you get a couple of early poison counters and you just like proliferate with a bunch of cantrips and, you know, like those kind of effects, but nothing's eventuated yet. And it could be that it's just going to take time and that, yeah. you know, the people that do that sort of stuff are now currently focused on Pioneer and the PT yeah, exactly. and we might yep. see some some changes coming up. But um, Yeah, and that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, the pros who would normally be focus on, focusing on this are currently playing Pioneer. All we get is Magic Online results, and you were saying before the cast that there's still issues with win trading and things like mm-hmm. that in Magic Online when in Standard, because yep. Standard's not huge on, on Magic Online, so it's a bit hard to know. There's also, you know, card availability issues and, and things like that on, on uh, Magic Online with when the set's released and how much the bots are opening and bot yep. accounts apparently just getting permanently banned, which is oh interesting, goodness. so that's a yeah. big problem. But, uh, yeah, it is... it is quite hard to know what's what's changing what's not and and all that so i mean i guess the good thing about that though just to sorry, cut you off there is no, you're right. that the deck you're playing pre one is still good yeah that's so going to be if, my point yeah. yeah if if you have if you've been having success and if you've got a deck that you really enjoy then you're not going to have to sink 200 dollars into you know upgrades on it or, or building something from scratch because your thing has been invalidated yeah yeah it is good when if if the meta slowly evolves, you can continue playing your current list and slowly upgrade that current list, and then maybe at some point you can then move into a new deck. When a mm-hmm. new set comes out and it's just like, bang, all the top five decks are all now completely invalid, you have to spend a bunch of money on wildcards to get all these new cards, otherwise you just cannot win. That is exciting from a format perspective, but sucks <laughs> from mm. the player's perspective of having to spend money on the game that's already super expensive. So, yeah, this is this is kind of good to see. Agreed. Yep. So, let's have a, a quick run through of some of the top lists that are, again, that we've seen. You know, there's, like we said, issues with availability of deck lists and that sort of stuff, but it's mono white mid-range, Esper mid-range, a lot of mid-range Esper, Grixis, Mardu, all mid-range. Um, yes. Blue White Soldiers. <laughs> Jund mid-range. Surprise, surprise. Orzov mid-range is in here. Um, I think that's all the colour combos. Uh, just about. Uh, and then, like, five-colour Invoke Justice, Mono Red, and Kami War. Mm. So, sort of a five-colour control deck. Yep. So, it, maybe starting at the top, Mono White really shifted up in its power level. But also the mana curve. curve. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We're we're looking at the list and I was like, there's no one drops. There is just like, there's no Savannah Lions in here, man. Or, you know, like there's, there's no one drop aggressive creature. They're starting on two, but 
it's kind of a mid-range, almost controly kind of thing where you're going up to, you know, Owl and just Emperors everywhere, Wanderers, Eternal, and then, yeah, a bunch of just big stuff. Sarah Paragon to rebuy things. So, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, my first thought is, why are we not playing Elish Norn? Because <laughs> most of your creatures have, like, Edges of Battlefield triggers. But, yeah, this is... This is not, when you say mono-white to someone, this is not what you expect. Like, you do not expect your mono-white list to be playing the <laughs> six-mana Eternal Wanderer. <laughs> but yeah. it just it's- can. Like, the, I mean, the Eternal Wanderer and the Wandering Emperor itself, is they're just super powerful cards. But mm-hmm. you kind of don't need to be playing other colours. Like, Lay Down Arms is just a really, really good removal spell, and you want to be playing a lot of planes to to go with that. So, mm-hmm. branching into another colour means you basically can't play that card anymore, and then you've got to find other removal. But if you've got four Lay Down Arms and four Ossification, you've just got stacks of removal, and then Wandering Emperor also removes stuff, and then you're, you know, you've got stuff in your creatures creature base that also... Oh. Yeah. Uh, Anointed Peacekeeper is kind of removal, and Lauren's Third Path and Cathar Commando are uh, removal for enchantments, and yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I could see why it's... And, and they're just Wedding Announcement. Like, Wedding Announcement continues to be one of the strongest cards in standard. It's, yep. Yeah, it's, it's pretty for crazy. Sure. But I think uh, something that got missed a little bit with the Eternal Wanderer was the plus ability. Everyone kind of looked at the Eternal Wanderer and went, the plus ability, oh yeah, it's just for blinking your own creatures. But it's actually not. Like the the plus is exile up to one target artifact or creature, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning beginning of that player's next end step. Mm-hmm. So you can blink it on your turn to remove a blocker, but they don't get it back till the end of their turn. Yeah. So they, so the, they don't they, get they, it they to attack, attack it. with. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get it back and then you can just blink it again. And it's a plus ability on, on the Eternal Wanderer. So it's yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of people miss that, but yeah, this deck is this deck is strong. Yeah, really is. Yep. So yeah, a few little few little upgrades, but yeah, still kind of similar to what we've seen before. Yeah, and same with like Esper is kind of the next one I've got here. Yeah, yeah. Es- Esper and Grixis haven't really changed much it, at all. I think. Yeah. Um, Grixis has got Black Cleave Cliffs as far as you know upgrades. They've got Shieldred's Edicts. Whether there's you know. Some of the board or some of the main, there's kind of a split there. But, yeah, they're kind of pretty efficient at what they're doing already. Yep. And, yeah, Esper's picked up, yeah, some Eternal Wanderers of Raskar. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a slightly different mana base, and that's kind of it. So, yeah, just some just some small upgrades, but those small upgrades are very strong. So, yeah, like you said, mid-range, mid-range fest mm-hmm. <laughs> all around. Pick, pick your colours that you would like to play, and there is a mid-range deck for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So let's do that. Let's pick Mardu, and uh, let's let's have a look. We, we both nearly <laughs> spat out our drinks before as we were looking at this. I was like, oh yeah, Mardu mid range. It is eight mythics, forty six rares, <laughs> forty six rares. Well, there's, there's one that's worse than that that we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, but like, what is going on there? That deck is five hundred and fifty dollars US. Yep. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's probably to do with the Shieldreds and Elish Norns. Mono Blue Tempo is $65. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Actually, when- uh, Best when deck, at, when at $45 Sydney. is what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we're at Sydney, uh, I played in the, the standard 5K on the Sunday, and there was so many people playing Mono Blue and talking to them. They're all just like, yeah, like we wanted to play standard because this was a 5K, but it was just like, ah, what's the cheapest deck? Okay, Mono Blue, cool. I'll, I'll just put down it's 100 bucks, same get the Mono Blue deck- <laughs> And then I can just throw it in the bin later. <laughs> That's it. Because you've lost all your games. So, you probably yeah, will yeah. want to throw it in the bin. But, yeah. When the deck is the same cost as one Shieldred. Yeah. Yes. I, I, it's kind of um, nuts. <laughs> all right. So, let's let's talk about more expensive decks. Let's let's work our way up. Five Color Invoke Justice. Mm, this one's gotten some spice. It does. So, we've seen Invoke Justice decks before, which is the uh, white sorcery that reanimates a creature. But it was previously bringing back- um, what was the Titan of Industry? Yes, is usually yes. one of the, the main targets there. Yeah, which was it's not actually, a huge. It's a permanent that you can return to you. Yes, yeah, correct. So sorry, it doesn't have to be a, a creature. No, and so it comes in with like a plus one plus one counter. You can distribute them amongst a bunch of things. You can distribute but, four plus one plus one counters among any number of creatures and or vehicles. Target player controls. Do you know what's a real good target for that? 
is a 7-7 with Flying Vigilance, <laughs> Death Touch, and a Lifelink. That's right. Yes. We are flashing back Atraxa the Grand Unifier. You mean, you mean Grizzlebrand? I mean, yeah. So so I hear. it's uh, We've both seen stuff where people are saying it's it's making waves in, in Legacy and apparently in Vintage as well. Because the second part, like the Vigilance, Death Touch, Lifelink is, is pretty great. But when it enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each card type, you may put a card of that type from among the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So we've got creatures, planeswalkers, instants, sorceries, artifacts, enchantments, lands. The only thing we're missing is battles. And tr- yeah, tribal, which doesn't exist in standard. But- <laughs> Trip, yes. Um, <laughs> 10 cards is so many. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is so many cards. You're going to draw three, four cards out of this. You know, like that's unreal. Yeah. Very, very strong. And then it just ends the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you've got Sanctuary Warden as well, which we've seen before in the Invoke Justice lists. Mm-hmm. That's quite good. Mm-hmm. Portal to Phyrexia is another way. Uh, it's uh, yep. nine mana when Portal to Phyrexia enters the battlefield. Each opponent sacks three creatures. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. If it's a Phyrexian, uh, it's a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. So, yeah, it's like reanimate because Invoke Justice can reanimate that. You can put it onto the field, yep. and then you can wipe their board, basically, and then bring back an Atraxa or a Sanctuary Warden. It's kind of disgusting. Whatever. Uh, this list we're looking at actually has a Nahiri the Unforgiving, which is the new Nahiri. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what the go is. It loops. That. Draw a card. Discard a card, then draw. Yeah, plus one. Rummage. Discard and draw. Mm-hmm. And its plus one is also... Raise it up to one target creature attacks a player each combat if able. Yeah. So you can force them to make bad attacks. Yeah, I guess. And you're just <laughs> trying to get some level of density for a tracker, I think is what yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, this list is <coughs> spicy. Uh, I've heard there's a few different versions of this. Some are all in on the combo, which is what the version we're looking at now seems mm-hmm. to be. And then there's a few that are a bit more mid-rangey and then they just kind of have the you know, invoke justices and some attractors, whatever, to uh, get back if you if you get that possibility. Some are just straight up like Boros lists and they, they have literal no way of actually casting the uh, the attractor at all, which uh, I think mm. this list we're looking at is probably pretty close to that. Yeah, I don't think they can cast yep. it. Yep, well, I guess you can get treasures off your fable. I mean, it's got like a Jetmere's Garden and some other stuff, so it's technically possible. Yeah, I don't think but- it has a black source. Uh, Haunted Wrench Yeah, Yeah, I guess you could get there But yeah, spicy list Uh, The one we were looking at before with the ridiculous amount of Uh uh, things Is the five colour Cami War list Which we've seen, again, we've seen Cami War in the past But Mm -hmm. now it has a (laughs) Traxa It does, it's just German four of them Five Mythics and 53 Rares Which, I mean, a lot of that is in your mana base But yeah, you do also have yeah, Traxes and Eternal Wanderers and Twilights, ma- Blue, Blue Sun Twilights. Yeah, quick quick math, Shorty. That's more than the whole main deck. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, 50, 50, no, 58. 58, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. So you've got Close two enough. non- <laughs> there's, there's two uncommons I can see, which would go for the throats. Yep. I, I actually think that's it. It you've is. You've got some basic lands in there probably? Nope. No, there there's, not no, even, there's not there's even no a single basics. basic land. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's some uncommons. There's duresses and abrades in disdainful strikes in the game. Every, every card land is a rare. Every land in the every every single land is a rare. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Uh, Twenty eight of them. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. Wow. But yeah, we've seen Cami War in the past, and uh, yeah, the five color list with Leyline Binding is pretty solid. And then um, yeah, getting back Traxes is pretty cool, and, a, and an yep. Eternal Wanderer as well. Yep. yep. So um, standard. I don't. I don't even know. Like we, as we said, we've kicked off our league. We need like people are starting to play matches. We need to. I'm gonna be playing league matches on Monday night next week, so I need to figure out what on earth I'm gonna play. Mm-hmm. The benefit of our new system of the league is I can start with one list and then just completely change something else because we've got a lot of matches to play. But we've also got the Melbourne RC coming up in. We do like two weeks. weeks. <laughs> two weeks, Gregor. It's two weeks. Oh dear. From tomorrow. So tomorrow, two weeks, we will be playing LCQs if, if you're intending on playing LCQs, and they will be standard. So, uh, yeah, I need to figure out what to play and then actually buy some cards. That's, uh, 
That's an interesting thought. So probably should get onto that. But Mm. I don't think we're going to be seeing any updates on uh, on standard over the next couple of weeks. Like we said, you know, the pros are focused on Pioneer. That's going to be the big format that people are going to be playing. It's unlikely that we're going to get many big results for standard over the next couple of weeks. So, Agreed. So then you just got to look for different sources, right? Like if, you, if you're looking for innovations, you're going to have to go to people like Crokies or, you know, some of the other big streamers uh, and YouTube as well. You can yeah. find, you know, different lists and places there that people are, trying out and that's a really good way to do some research rather than just going off you know static lists and in new standards even though the innovations aren't huge they tend to happen quite quickly still because there's a lot of matches being played on arena so go check out some content from from different content creators and and see what they're doing and what looks good before you you know sink your money into it untapped.gg would also be mm-hmm. a, a good source yeah, to, absolutely. You know, to get the, the metagame, that sort of stuff from there. So go and check that out. I'm quite interested in brewing up a surprise prize blue-red list. There is the the blue-red artifact list that's been kicking around, but I think we've got oh, enough the of the... Yeah, the, now we've got the third-path iconoclast. There's mm-hmm. the single red one two that gets oil counters when you cast instants and sorceries and then you can discard your hand draw your hand that sort of thing mm-hmm. I, I think there's a few things maybe there that, that we could play a, play a spicy list so i'm, I'm with you yep, uh, yep so. and then you can also get um, mercurial spell dancer the unblockable yeah, two yep, one that yep. um, does a bunch of stuff so. so i might have to brew something up like that otherwise uh I might be just playing mono red <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> We will see, but yeah, just we'll hope you definitely can race all the shieldreds in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. When you, like you said, you you look at the to- all the top lists and it's mid range, mid range, mid range. Uh, that's not a meta game to be playing. <laughs> it's probably not a meta game to be playing, is it? You know, either I might have to be converted to a control player cracker to bust out. Some, oh yeah, uh, calm rules control. Yeah, who knows? Come with some spice, but yes, we will need to figure out what to play because we do have some standard to to come up soon. So. We will uh, we'll see how we go, but keep an eye out for my stream on Monday because I will be playing Standard on Monday and I will be playing League matches. So I thought we'd just do a real quick recap on the instructions for the League on the way out. So yeah. if you're not interested in the League, feel free to tune out, but the real loyal listeners, the ones that really, really are there for us, <laughs> they stick around all the way to the very end till you hear the do-do-do-do-do, whatever the music is at the end. That's Need it. J-Mud to do, do the music again. So quick, quick instructions everyone's just in one group there is one group there's no multiple groups anymore uh so it's round robin which means you need to play uh you can only play each opponent once no no playing the same opponent multiple times if you've got the time and you can organize your matches you get to play everybody in the whole league once but that's unlikely to happen so just play as many matches as you can whenever you can over the next well you've now got four and a half weeks to to get them done so we understand that means some people will play 20 matches or 30 matches and some people only play 10 what you want is the highest number of wins so if you play 30 matches and you only win 10 and somebody else only plays 15 matches but they win 11 they will be higher than you on the ladder because it goes off of your your actual match win so obviously the more matches you play the more chances you have of winning and having a higher uh, match wind count but, mm-hmm. yeah, jump on, play as many matches as you can. And uh, all you've got to do, jump on the, the channel, the tournament chat channel, just ping everyone, ping the uh, all Phyrexia, whatever it is, players uh, tag that uh, Rolling Royce set up for us and just say, hey, I'm on Arena tonight, anyone want to play? And there'll be someone who will jump on and, and give you a game, play your game, and then there is a match results channel. You just jump on there and say, Shorty beat Cracker 2-0. And that's it. And then either one of the beans or one of the mods will jump on, see that result, and record that for you. There is a link for a ladder uh, for the standings on the announcements channel. It's a link for our, our website with an extra link on it. And, yeah, you just click on that. That'll show you the ladder and show you where you're at. And away you go. That's it. Super easy. Nothing complicated this time. And, uh, yeah, more chance to play more matches. It seems already just the, the chatter amongst the uh, the channel is is drastically increased which is awesome to see and people are pretty hyped for it so yeah get in the other thing i realized this week cracker with this league mm. system is if people want to join up late you know if you're listening yeah, to this now, 
yeah, going, oh, I still want to get in on that, you can. We can just throw you in at any point and you're going to be at a bit of a disadvantage because you're coming in a couple of weeks late, but you can still jump on and play as many matches as you can in those couple of weeks and potentially end up in the top eight. So, yeah, if you want to get in and you've missed it, you've completely forgotten about it, just ping one of the beans or one of the mods and say, hey, can I get in on this? We'll add you to the list and you're good to go. So, should be fun. When are you going to start playing some matches, Cracker? Probably next week, I think. I need <laughs> yes. to... I don't think I'll play any matches until Monday. No, no. I just need to have a look and see, you know, things have settled a little bit and, you know, just looking through some lists and, yeah, see what I can come up with. Yep. Cool. All right. So, yeah, get in it. If you don't understand that or you've got any questions, yeah, just post in the tournament series chat channel and someone will jump on there and answer it for you. And, uh, yeah, we hope you all have fun with it. So... Like we said, if you do want to get in on the leagues, then uh, you do need to be in our Discord. And if you're not already in there, you should be in there because it is the best place around. The link for that is in the show notes as always. There's also links in the show notes for our merch store. Uh, We have stuff. I need to actually jump on there and buy myself a Magic Beans Thermos Keep Cup thing for my cups of tea that I have on stream that go cold too quick. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the mug's really not like cutting th- it anymore. Nah, nah. Okay. Yeah, it's like because I do too much talking and then the that's true. Tea gets too cold. So they're only like twenty five bucks. So it's it's oh, uh, that's, that's a bargain. Really good. So lots of things you can get on there. Jump on there and uh, and buy something. And and every single cent that we make off of that just goes straight back into the prize pool for tournaments and that. So you're not paying us in any way. It is just going back to to uh, you find people out there. Speaking of things that goes back to you fine, fine people out there, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are the sponsors of all the Magic Bean stuff and their sponsorship allows us to have tournament series with thousands of dollars of prizes. So just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au and check out the daily auctions. And then if you want to find us anywhere else, just go to our website, magicbeanscast.com. You'll find the links for YouTube, Facebook, Twitch and Twitter all there and uh, any information that you need about us. If you would like to get in touch with me for any reason, you can find me on Twitter at Peace Inc. And you are Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. 